Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 63 of the Keeping It Local editions of the Be Awesome podcast. And I got to give another shout out to Eastern Chamber of Commerce, Karen Newman. She is absolutely crushing it for our town with getting new businesses online and connecting businesses that are established. And she is uh, getting most of my local businesses that are on this podcast. And here is one of them that I have had the good fortune to spend a little bit of time with on the phone. We ran into each other briefly a few weeks ago, uh, but I knew absolutely nothing about what she did. Mary Beth Carreri, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Well, welcome to your podcast. This is your first podcast. It is, yeah. This thanks. Is, this is wonderful. I get a lot of I get a lot of first timers, so I can always say, "Hey, remember when you did your first podcast with me?" Um, so um, you've got a really interesting business uh, that I got to learn a bit, a bit about uh, collaborative therapies. Walk me through, you know, a little bit of the, the history and some of the things that you do and, and some of the things that you, you help people with. Because I'm, 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 I'm now, I'm, I'm going to be a customer when this thing's all done with. I'm, uh, I'm sold. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Yep. Um, I guess uh, things started for me. I went to Northeastern University uh, back in the day. Very working class um, university back then. And I studied physical therapy and the beauty of Northeastern is the co-op program. And so very early on, I got introduced. I did a co-op in Brockton at a private practice and I was introduced to sort of a holistic way of treating people. Uh, A lot of my friends thought it was kind of weird to sort of look at the whole body. It was sort of um, not typical, but uh, it formed a framework for me. And um, every experience I had after that co-op was always about looking at the entire person. So um, it just sort of snowballed from there where I started to study different types of uh, holistic, very holistic therapies. And I ended up becoming certified as a zero balancer, which is a really beautiful type of body work that uses pressure and traction, manual pressure and traction to release tension in the body. And the focus is on the joints. And as a physical therapist, most people hurt themselves at their joints. They have trouble with their joints. So it's really um, gentle. So there's very low risk of sort of hurting somebody, but big potential for helping people. And um, when I started my first private practice, long time ago, I rented space from a psychologist and became friends with the social workers that worked in the building in Stoughton and really led me on this sort of whole mind-body approach where I was working sometimes like in the same room with social workers and psychologists to help people who sometimes had suffered terrible traumas that uh, were affecting their lives in lots of ways, but also limiting them. Um, And I learned so much. And so um, here I am all these years later where I still study. I just took a class last weekend on um, reflexology of the face and the ears. It's kind of ironic because we're being told not to touch it. Don't touch your face (laughs) right now. Don't touch your face. But there are pressure points in the face and in the ear that affect the entire body. And um, so 
my family had to help me because I did the class on Zoom. And so they had to, my kids and my husband had to come and be my practice people. And it was amazing. I was working on my husband's face and I could see his shoulder tension just melting away. And I work on his shoulders a lot and my hands get so tired. <laughs> but I was pressing lightly on his face and affecting his shoulders. It's just really, there's just always things to learn. And I feel really grateful to be in this particular uh, vein of work. I love it. Wow. Yeah. I, and I could tell, I could tell when we talked yesterday, uh, my dad's a Husky. Uh, he went right. a, a long time before you did. Um, but he used to hitchhike from Canton every day, uh, up 138 to go to, to go to, uh, to go to Northeastern. And I grew up at, uh, uh, Matthew's arena watching, watching them play and going to the bean pot with them every year. And oh, that's awesome. back, back in those days, you could smoke in the arenas. Yeah. Um, so he would smoke his pipe and make everybody angry and yell at the referees. That was my, my Northeastern memories as a child. Um, so, so what are some of the things, so what are the, some of the, the reasons people would go to see you? Like what, what are their, uh, what are they challenged with? Or is there's there's a whole kind of gambit of things, right? That, that people would yeah. find a reason to come um, to you. Well, you and I were talking about um, sort of word of mouth and it's sort of uh, this weird thing where I haven't really advertised myself because I am a physical therapist and I've been around this area for a long time. People that are physical therapists know me and they know the way that I work. And um, so oftentimes somebody, I get a lot of people who have, finished their physical therapy. Um, they've exhausted their physical therapy benefit. They've actually achieved their goals. Their strength is good. Their range of motion is good, but they just don't feel themselves. I'm thinking of a young girl I treated years ago. She was a college soccer player. She had kind of a devastating injury to her ankle. She had a couple of surgeries, but she ended up on crutches for a very long time. She was stronger than she had ever been. Her range of motion was perfect. She couldn't run, but she could run, but it didn't feel good to her. She developed a neck and shoulder problem. Uh, she was a waitress. This was an issue for her. Her aunt knew me. Her aunt is a nurse. Her aunt knew me and said, you really need to go see Mary Beth. And, you know, within three sessions, she was back to running. The neck and shoulder pain went away. What we discovered was that time that she spent on the crutches, she had developed these kind of compensations for you know, from being weight bear, non-weight-bearing for all that time, mm -hmm. and that even though she had rehabbed her ankle 100%, the rest of her hadn't sort of been released or she hadn't released that tension. And so it really, you know, that changed the quality of her life. She's a young, per you know, young person in her 20s. So, so a lot, you know, a lot of people come to me that way. I do see a lot of families because once one person in a family comes in and has the work, it's very... Um, I'm not sure the right word for it, but it's very satisfying work for me to do, but people feel very cared for. So I've had uh, parents bring their kid, they'll say, oh, my, you know, my son hurt his back playing soccer or, you know, working landscaping. And I just, I want you to be the one to take care of him because I know, you know, the doctor told me to give him this medicine or that medicine, it would just get better. But I knew you would it's a very gentle way of handling the body, but it, because it takes care of the whole person, it feels very good and um, not dangerous. And there's tremendous potential to really get what I want to say, like completely better. Mm -hmm. So um, for that reason, I end up seeing a lot of families, neighbors, mothers-in-law, you know, people like that. So 
I'm not, I don't want to say, you know, some people say we're alternative because as if we don't like traditional therapy. And that, that's not true. I, you know, I am a therapist. There's a lot of value in physical therapy, but sometimes it doesn't completely clear the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't feel like integrated. They don't feel like they've totally come back to the way they were before they were ill or they had their accident. Or sometimes people have been through like a series of things where, you know, they were sick. And then when they went back to work, then you know, they had some sort of injury and then, you know, then maybe there was some sort of um, stress, somebody else in their family got sick and so they couldn't take care of themselves. So that, that kind of uh, scenario, I see a lot. I have a lot of um, clients who are caretakers um, and they're looking for ways to sort of keep themselves healthy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are self-employed like myself who don't want, if they have a history of hurting their back or having carpal tunnel, they prefer to keep themselves healthy because when you're self-employed and you're out of work, you're really troubled. Oh yeah. So they want to keep themselves as um, healthy as possible. Yeah. I was, I was just listening to you and I was thinking that you must have, you must have such a, a rewarding and amazing feeling when you're done, you know, when you're, you must look forward to the next day of work with the mm -hmm. difference that you're making in a lot of these people's lives. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because you're right. Sometimes when people say holistic healing or they, you know, alternative uh, healing or medicine, um, you know, people sometimes cringe. I think part of it is we're not educated uh, and we're not knowledgeable. And was one of the reasons why I really thought that this would be uh, interesting to have you on because you were talking to me yesterday and I was just sitting here going, man, I've got some of these issues. I've got some of these challenges and I can't figure out how to fix it. And I've gone through all the gambits and, and sometimes, you know, um, medicine or physical therapy works and sometimes it doesn't and, and you know sometimes we need to figure out other things that we've never done before get out of our comfort zone um and that's what i was listening to i'm just like wow this this is this might be something that could benefit some of my aches pains and challenges that i have uh and got me excited sometimes um i think you know a lot of times i think physical therapy does work but i think um the person's body has a hard time sustaining that the gains that they've made because mm -hmm. there are other areas that haven't been addressed. Yeah. You know, things that are sort of under your, you're not really conscious of them on a day-to-day -day basis or they're things you've pushed to the back burner. Like, I know I kind of slouch. I know my posture is not good when I'm at the computer or I know I, oh, uh, you know, I, I know. Uh, they push it to the background because it's not like right at the forefront. It's not the most burning issue, but that, um, issue is sort of like preventing the body from holding on to the goodness that they gained in physical therapy. So yeah, I, I can't explain most people that come when they want a friend to come, they say, I don't, I don't even know what to tell them that you do because it almost seems too gentle to matter. Um, but I do have a lot of people get off the treatment table and they scratch their head. They're like, I, I don't know what just happened, but I feel fantastic. <laughs> Because it's sort of the unburdening, like getting, releasing some of these old tensions that have been hanging around for so long that you start to think it's normal. It feels like part of you. But when, when you let go of it, then you notice, oh, geez, like I'm not slouching as much as I used to or, you know, whatever. Certain things have dropped away. And I think a lot, I do think uh, after COVID is over, a lot of people are going to need to let go of a lot of tension. So uh, hopefully I will have a surge of a different kind when the virus passes. 
Yeah, Mary Beth, you bring a great point on uh, post-COVID. Um, you're currently not seeing patients currently because of um, because of what's going on. Um, is that that's correct, right? So um, yeah. So because I'm a manual therapist and everything I do is hands-on, I have not in the past two weeks I have had two uh, emergency. There's existing clients who have come in because they're sort of like in a pickle. Uh, we, you know, do all the precautions. I'm very hopeful that we're going to be in a couple of weeks, maybe starting off slowly and, you know, not having people together in the waiting room and, you know, wearing masks and that sort of thing. But I have not been working um, throughout the quarantine period because I know other physical therapists are working in different settings, but because of the nature of my work, I haven't been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's got to be tough on you, you know, with what loving what you do and how much you love what you do, what do you think would be some new or increased patient personas? Like, what do you think that, you know, we're, we're, we're in this unknown, right? We're in 60 days of self quarantine. We're doing a whole lot less with our lives. Um, we're working from home. We're engaged with family 24 seven. Um, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of, normal practices or comfortable practices that we do daily have been disrupted, right? Um, what, what are you, are you seeing and hearing thing? Are people calling you and saying, Hey, I've got this problem. Can you help me with it? Or what do you think some of the post COVID is, is going to look like for people that have some challenges or that should probably consider giving you a call and try to see if you can help them? Uh, well, I have to say I have the most awesome clients. People have been texting me every week telling me how much they care about me and can't wait for me to come back to work. So I'm not, um, I guess I'm not so worried about people coming back uh, because I have a lot of clients who are nurses and also my sister was a nurse and so I have a lot of connections to the nursing profession. I have been routinely um, sending group messages like, listen, guys, this is what I do. And even if you have never been in for a treatment, I'm here and I'm offering because I do feel like the people that were on the front lines are going to need a little bit of patching up. They've really been, I want to, I call it um, soldiering. I mean, right, they're not in the military, but they were deployed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I saw I happened to see the parade that we had in town this week where they mm -hmm. went by the supermarkets and they went by yeah. the healthcare facilities. And I realized that I probably need to find a way to reach out to some of the other people on the front lines. And we're all thinking about the nurses. but There's lots of other people that have been carrying on and they, they have been soldiering on kind of holding themselves tight and, you know, going out to battle every day. Um, I have. I felt almost guilty a little bit um, because I miss my work. I'm so like, I really miss my work, but I'm also comfortable here in Easton. It's so easy to take a walk in nature. I'm not living in an apartment building where I feel afraid to go outside and touch the elevator button because I might get germs. I, you know, my kids are safe. All of my children are have health insurance and you know what I'm saying? I've, mm -hmm. I've felt a little, we have plenty to eat. I have felt a little bit um, guilty about that. Um, but I think my, at my age, uh, I feel also very trusting of the process and understanding that humanity has been through all sorts of really terrible things. And I think spring is a time when you see all these little things popping up every day. You see, when I walk, I see a new flower, a new bud. 
something moving, a nice brook bubbling. And I also feel that in the community where things that have been closed are starting to open up. Um, you're doing things. I'm feeling like I'm connecting to people. Our church is doing a food drive on Mother's Day. You know, I'll get to drive by and feel that vibe a little bit where we've been away, you know, we've been away from that because they've been closed. So I feel positive about the future and also understand that there's been a lot of pain and suffering that's happened during this time. And it's not, I know it's not over. And I also understand um, that even in reopening things, there are risks. And so we all have to be really um, pay attention and be respectful of each other. Mm -hmm. No, hundred percent. You know, it was interesting. You said all that stuff and then talking about safety and, and the things that you have, but you didn't tell anybody the, the amount of toilet paper you have. So that, that ensures your level of safety, but um, you know, jokes aside, you're, you're spot on, um, you know, that uh, my brother works at a grocery store um, and considered an essential employee. And, you know, I, I worry about him and then the number of people that he interacts with. Um, but if he doesn't go to work, those, stock, those shelves don't get stocked. If people don't, they're not able to ring this stuff up and people don't get to have uh, good, fair amounts of food for themselves or to donate to food pantries or anything else there's countless people that are out there day in and day out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been with I have done everything. I, I think that this, this whole thing hit me quickly because I had some, some of my clients actually died from COVID. So it, 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 it was, it was a direct thing that was, it was real. Um, and I, a family member of mine was in a, a senior health living center that, that, uh, we pulled them out and, you know, a couple of days later, it was over 30 of the 97 patients were tested positive and many died. And so this stuff is real. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to stay in, yeah, stay in it. It's, it, this sucks. It's, it's terrible. Um, it's taking a toll on business. Not everybody's in the same boat. There are people that have to go out. There's people that have to do things. There's people that are struggling uh, significantly. And, you know, one of the things that I'm hopeful to see more of is more of the appreciation for everyone, not just, mm. you know, one group, but just a general appreciation. I loved seeing these um, parades and a lot of these things, you know, when, when things were fine, uh, you know, chance was chances almost two and a half when he was born. I tell the story, mm. you know, I'm in the, we're in the, the, um, I'm losing my track of what the, the birthing, the, the maternity ward uh, at the hospital and they have a bakery on the, on the first floor. So, um, you know, two shifts, every shift I would go down and I get all these baked goods and I put them on the, on the nurse's station. And, uh, when, when we were leaving, one of the nurses came and said, Hey, you're the muffin man. And I was like, Oh yeah. You know, and, and I didn't think anything of it. I just, my biggest thing is, you know, our, our second son is born. I want these people to eat. I want them to be happy. I want them to know that they're appreciated. And, um, you know, and I, I just kind of sat there and listened to her for a few minutes. And I'm like, man, everybody's got to be giving you muffins and coffee and everything else. And she says, no, on a 12 hour shift, we're lucky if we can stop and even see the break room. And uh, we very rarely get anything uh, of any sort. And that's why we really appreciate having the muffin, man. It was like they wanted me to come back and have more kids so I could bring them, you know, muffins and pastries. But um, I think that, you know, before COVID, I think we, we, we lost a lot of sense of that appreciation and that general personality and personas. I, I had turned myself in with you seeing you a couple of weeks ago. I was running and I was late and I was focused on myself getting somewhere. And I was just, you know, you stopped me and you wanted to have a couple of words and I was just kind of like, Hey, I got to go. 
Um, and now if I could have it all back, I, I'd talk your ear <laughs> off and you'd want to go. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things that we all just have to kind of figure out uh, and realize and, and almost take a step back and, and loosen up our shoulders. If not coming to see you and have you press our face, figure out another way to get rid of some of that tension and, mm. and challenge that we all have. Yeah. Um, I think that we've really, uh, for me anyway, I've had a shift in perspective. And so I have been, my mom lives up in Dorchester and she's um, in her eighties and she's got her own place. And so I sort of do a distance type of visit. You know, I drive up and try to keep myself separate. But um, yesterday I went up and I got stuck behind the trash truck in mm -hmm. Dorchester on a side street and you sit behind oh, yeah. the trash truck, you cannot pass. Yeah. But normally I would be cursing. Oh yeah. They had such gratitude and I watched those men, like they had to get out of the truck and lift because there are cars parked on both sides of the street. And it was like a marvel to me where I'm telling you, I have spent my life like cursing if I got stuck behind a trash truck. So mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, there's a silver lining in everything. This is a terrible tragedy that's happening. So many lives are being lost, but it's also an opportunity for us to shift our perspective and see what's important. And I do think it informs all of us. It will change hopefully the way I work. Hopefully I'll be a more compassionate human being moving forward. I do hope I'm more appreciative. I really hope, um, you know, I want my kids to grow up to be appreciative and compassionate people and, uh, I hope that uh, in this time that we find ways to appreciate people and to let them know that we care about them and that they're important. And I think as we move out of it, I hope we can hold on to that respect for each and every one of us, no matter what job we do or don't do, mm -hmm. when we can work or can't work, that's not really the point, right? We're all human beings, so we're all having an, an experience. It might be a different experience, but we're all having some effect to what's happening yeah yeah it's funny you were telling that story and i didn't drive a trash truck i drove a spring water delivery truck for seven years in dorchester and southie and downtown boston and the people's republic of cambridge where every street is a one way going the wrong way and you can't drive trucks anywhere um and i can tell you every monday and tuesday there was there was swear words on both sides uh because they would swear at me and then i would swear back at them and it was this this you know, hurry up, I'm late. And then I, where's, where's you being late and not being able to properly time yourself, my problem. And, um, and it was kind of a self, you know, not a human awareness. It was a self-awareness of ourselves being the most important people in our own lives. And it should be to a point, but we should also be uh, realizing that, like you say, I mean, those guys have a job to do. Uh, and they might not like having to do that and tie up your day. If in a perfect world, it'd be two lanes wide and you can go around, but that they, they didn't, they didn't design the streets. So looking at things in a different perspective is definitely huge. Um, so you do zero balancing. Is there any other specialty that really you, uh, that you really think is making a big difference in people's lives that, uh, well, so I talk about zero balancing all the time because it's my favorite thing. And because there's so much work with the bones and the joints and being a physical therapist, that's my gig, my mm -hmm. thing, but there's all sorts of other, I want to call supportive work um, in the body that I do. So I have some training in lymphatic drainage. And I know that's a hot topic right now because everybody likes to detox, but that's basically paying attention to like the second circulatory system in the body 
um, paying attention to the lymph nodes and the lymph vessels and sort of helping the body to um, activate that system. There's craniosacral therapy, which is a unbelievably light type of body work that focuses on the brain and the spinal column. And it really, it's, that, is, that is so super light. It's wonderful work and helps people that have concussions and all kinds of headaches and TMJ. It's really helpful for those sorts of things. I do myofascial work, which is really about the connective tissue in the body. I practice Qigong um, and teach people how to use Qigong, which is, um, uh, I always struggle to explain it, but basically Qigong means to gather and circulate energy. And so energy being your life force. So that was a tremendous uh, learning curve for me to understand that if I was feeling low energy, I didn't have to eat a cupcake or drink um, caffeine. I could sort of do a little exercise that involved breathing and meditation and some movement and I could cultivate some new energy for myself. Uh, that really, and that also has been transformative to some of my clients who have um, chronic illnesses that leave them really depleted to know how to build up energy for yourself is really tremendous. So, uh, oh, and I forgot to talk about my cold laser. So I'm really uh, fascinated with the cold laser, which is a light therapy that um, treats pain and inflammation. And that's been getting a little bit of press lately because you can use it for all different kinds of things. Um, but for me, in my practice, I use it mostly for pain and inflammation. So people that typically would have so much pain that even though the treatment I was doing was helping them, they still might feel like they needed to take medicine or that they needed a cortisone shot. The laser is a tremendous resource in bringing the inflammation down so that people can start to get into better alignment and start moving again. So those sorts of things. That's a, that's a whole bunch of stuff. And, and, uh, I'm kind of old. And, and what of it, and, and none of it sounds painful in any capacity it sounds like it's almost it, it's all easy painless well so i don't you know life is not a painless experience but what i want to say is the work because it's manual and it's hands-on i have the ability to adjust the work so i yeah. can be very light or i can use deep pressure and so for quite a long time i got a lot of clients who had fibromyalgia because mm -hmm. they were not doing well in traditional physical therapy. They were getting exacerbated by the traditional physical therapy. Then they would come here. And because I had the ability to back off and work really lightly, they were just so surprised that they were able to progress. Mm -hmm. You needed that tactile. I needed to be able to feel what was the right amount of pressure for that person. Um, so sometimes the work is a little bit deep. Most of the time, it's pretty light. I am a not like super strong human being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have a good amount of strength in my hands because I use them all the time. But um, there's very little risk, I want to say, yeah. with the work. So most people that come in, I say, it's not going to make you worse. Yeah. So why not take a chance at getting better? Mm hmm you don't walk into the room when you're going to see a patient and say, here comes the pain train. <laughs> Years ago, I had a, a client with a head injury. He called me the physical terrorist. Uh. <laughs> it was a different phase of life, but uh, yeah. You know, there was that whole period of time years ago where they would say that they, the physical therapists were there to just really kind of, you know, beat you up a little bit. And right. uh, that's, that's not my style. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let's uh, let's before we wrap up. The last question I probably have is, you know, what what does a session look like? Like, what's the amount? Like, how much time does someone need us to to spend with you? And mm-hmm. what before they, you know, how often do you go and things like that? Yeah. So um, my my style of work is a little bit different from traditional therapy because typically when you go into PT, you sign up for two or three times a week for a month or, you know, four to eight weeks used typically. Um, Here it's different. We have this rule of three. We usually like people to commit to three sessions. Usually they're about a week apart um, and the sessions are an hour long typically, but you can do a half hour session. If I'm working with a kid, they might only need a half an hour. Um, But it's sort of like that idea that one session builds on the next session. So I'm just getting to know you in the first session. So please try not to judge me. I'm just meeting you. And mm-hmm. um, then the second session, now we sort of know each other better and your body can relax more into the work. And then by the third session, you're telling me, oh, this is really helping me. I'm coming back. It's not me saying, oh, you need uh, six more treatments before you're better. It's sort of activating your own inner knowing about what's good for you. So typically, like a typical thing would be come three times once a week, and then we start to move it out where you're going to come maybe like once a month. A lot of people say, oh, no, I'm not ready for that. I want to come in two weeks. And it's sort of like their inner knowing that I don't think I can go a whole month. I want to come in two weeks. And then I have loads of people who come once a month for years because they just realize a benefit in the treatment. So it's different. And those sessions typically, like I said, are an hour long, but I do have some people who like a half hour. They feel like that's plenty. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so that's the way it goes. And the uh, once a month is so as long as it takes you to feel like you're really growing and learning and I might give people exercises or recommend different activities for them. Uh, But usually people are saying, telling me what they want to do. I would Mm -hmm. like to go back to riding my bike. And I'll say, great, if you're going to ride your bike, I would like you to do this stretch and avoid this. Or if you're going to start hiking, I would like you to do it this way. Make sure you do this. And then they just take off. It's Mm -hmm. great. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to my three. Uh, All right. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm in. As soon as this thing's lifted, uh, let's, let's get me written down. I get, I get time. I'm here for a while. I can, I can do once a week for three weeks and, uh, and then, and then I'm sure I'll follow up with it. I'm excited about, uh, after talking to you, I, I got juiced up. I was excited. I was like, let's get this COVID behind us so I can get in and see you. Um, so I, I know how to get a hold of you. How do people get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? How should they get, how could they get more information on social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I think we talked about this. My website is out of date because people usually come at me from word of mouth. And so my cell phone is really the best way to reach me. And people often text and say, hey, I saw you on whatever. Or my neighbor told me about you. My name is, I'm looking for an appointment. And I'll either call them back or text them. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't text, you can always call me. But my um, cell phone number is on the website, Mm -hmm. um, which is collaborativetherapies.net. My cell phone number, I'm happy to give it out, is 508-243-0233. I love to get text messages because, you know, I have kids also, and sometimes you can't just pick up the phone and have an adult conversation because you're in the middle of it. Yes. So um, I'll always uh, get, if I don't get back to you right away, send me another one because you know how it is. You forget things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're busy. Uh, You got a lot going on. You got a a great following, strong following. And that phone number again is 508 two, four, three, zero, two, three, three. I love, love, love 
when business owners are given their cell phone numbers as a point of contact and a reference. Um, I, I, I just find th- this, this, that has been one of the most rewarding things for me in the last month of doing these podcasts is the local businesses, the small business owners that are doing that. Uh, and I'm not saying it because it was me, but I'm not sure if you're on LinkedIn, but on LinkedIn, I have been making my posts since COVID, letting anyone that I'm connected with know that I'm here, call me anytime and putting my, my direct phone number to get me uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there hasn't been another person in the social media world that's done that. It's just an assumption that, oh, I post, and I just do this, and I just do that. And it's because of big businesses. It's because you're part of a business and you're not in it to win it. And the local small businesses that are just like, hey, you want to talk to me? I want to do business with you. I want to help you. I want to make a difference in your life. Here's my cell phone number. Just call me. I absolutely love it. So fantastic on you for doing that. Thank you for sharing. And um, I'm going to put your website uh, and your phone number and your email uh, on this on this podcast episode on the YouTube channel and and on our on our uh, social media. And uh, hopefully, you know, I know you got a, a great following of folks that you're making a difference for. Hopefully you get some new ones out of this that, uh, that you can make a difference and, and put a bigger smile on their face. Loosen up those shoulders. I'm sitting here listening to you and talking. I'm like, oh, my shoulders are too tense. They're looking, getting a kind of a complex here. But uh, thanks a lot for giving us some of your time and your insight and, and educating us a little bit on holistic healing. Like I said, I, I knew, knew very little. I know a little bit more, but I know I'm really excited about the, uh, the idea and the opportunity to see how it works for me. And we'll have to do a follow-up episode after my free with you. And, and, uh, oh, that would be nice. Yeah, we'll absolutely do that. So uh, appreciate you. Stay safe and, and, and uh, keep up the great work. And we'll, I'll see you in person sooner than later. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. And that will do it for another episode of the Keeping It Local Be Awesome podcast. Got a couple more. Been real busy this week. We actually did a full inventory. Um, we're, we're transitioning, as I said in the podcast. We're going to 100% American-made everything, 100% recycled materials uh, and, and com- compostable materials for shipping supply. So we're going to have a very minimal impact on the environment moving forward with our shipping materials um, that we're going to be sending those bags out to. Uh, found a handful. Found a little treasure trove in the back of the uh, in the back of the storeroom with some of our one year anniversary, super awesome shirts, they're limited sizes. Um, and in the last week, I've, we've uh, started to manufacture face coverings. We're gonna have a couple of different offerings of that, but right now we've got a, a combo spandex cotton that's being manufactured right here in the United States, the Be Awesome logo on it. Um, and we put a pre-order out there. Uh, we're gonna have May 17th, put a pre-order out there. And in the last week, we've had a bunch of orders, shirts and masks. And I can't appreciate, uh, say thank you enough for you, because that's really what, what I'm doing at this point. Um, I'm selling shirts and face coverings. And what I found is 50% of all orders in the last two weeks have all been in my town, which means I get in my truck and I drive around and drop things off and actually have some fun with it. And uh, so what I've decided to do until we hit our two-year uh, anniversary, June 21st, we're, we're removing the, any shipping and handling charges on all of our products. So you're not going to pay anything no matter where you live because the support in Easton has been so great in my hometown. I think everybody should get free shipping and handling for the time being. And we've put all of our shirts, every single one, doesn't matter what size, all the way up to 3XL at $24.99. So if you're a 3XL or you just want to wear a 3XL, um, it's $24.99, which would have been $31.99 if you ordered it, uh, if you ordered it before uh, last night when we changed it. So 
Go to beawesome.com, pick up a shirt, pick up a, a face covering if you want to do. We've had a couple people interested in mass, mass orders of the mass uh, face coverings. Give me a shout, josh at beawesome.com or call me direct 508-238-5711. Uh, this has been one heck of a ride, but as you can see, I get great people in my community like Mary Beth that are here. Uh, we keep getting phenomenal people in this little slice of life that we call Easton, Massachusetts, and we appreciate being able to share a little bit with you. So and remember, if you can be anything, be awesome. Have a great day, everybody.